Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a Pace Case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put this stuff on at night. (laughs) Dime's eye cream. And then they have a, a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I, I've i literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm-hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time and it's so nice you look like a baby as well thank you i was waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) a little slow (laughs) but uh this takes the guesswork out of the routine so uh, this is part of the work system the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to a very special Game of Roses episode. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues bringing you just a small midweek morsel. This will not be a full episode. We guarantee. No podcast that we record is ever a morsel. This one's going to be a fucking morsel. (laughs) 
As more people are starting to listen to our podcast and coming into it a little later in the game, some of the terminology we're using is foreign to them, and they don't understand exactly what we mean when we say PTC or 4TRR or Huju, etc., etc. So we thought we would do a little episode here and go through some of the more common terminology that we use that we have invented to describe our beloved game so that everyone can understand it. We think this will be helpful for newcomers, as Lord Harrison would call them. Where should we start? I think we got to start with the game itself, our beloved game. This is a phrase that we use to refer to the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Now Listen to Your Heart, Bachelor Winter Games, Bachelor Pad, RIP. It basically refers to any of the on-screen document that we are given from the producers, the Dark Lord himself, which we'll get to what that is in a minute. But it's all that we get to see in the broadcast of the play. So what a player is doing behind the scenes, potentially, we may not see. What a player is doing on their Instagram, we may not know. But the beloved game specifically refers to what we're seeing in each episode of all those shows that Pace Case just mentioned. That is the game we are watching. I mean, wouldn't you say that the game includes their Instagram play as well? Every celebrity plays the Instagram game, but only players in our beloved game play Bachelor, Bachelorette, etc., etc. Once you're in Instagram, you're competing with like fucking Kim Kardashian and shit. That's a whole other thing. Nobody from our beloved game has ascended past 3 million followers. That's a hard ceiling so far. Hannah Brown has come the closest. But within our beloved game, there's an amazing striation of all kinds of Instagram numbers that go from Hannah Brown at 2.9 million all the way down to the very first bachelor, Alex Michelle, at zero Instagram followers, does not have an Instagram account, and everybody in between. Sometimes we will refer to what is shown on screen as the document. But that sums it up. That is what we mean when we say our beloved game. And who presides over our beloved game? Who else but DLH, a.k.a. the Dark Lord Harrison, a.k.a. the Dark Lord, a.k.a. the father of the franchise, a.k.a. the father of lies, a.k.a. Satan incarnate, a.k.a. Chris Harrison. <laughs> we kind of refer to Chris Harrison, the host of this show, as a satanic figure who dines on the suffering and the souls of all the players in our beloved game. We kind of refer to him that way. We only refer to him that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, I suppose. And over the years, as I've started to key in more and more to the fact that our beloved game operates very much like the Church of Scientology by taking its players, sequestering them, cutting off all contact between players and their family and friends for the duration of their stay in the beloved game, taking away their access to any outside information. These are standard cult tactics. As that has become more and more evident to me, the Dark Lord Harrison has become DLH, which is a reference to LRH, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of the Church of Scientology. The Dark Lord can sometimes be seen depicted in Bachelor Clues with uh, Emperor Fleiss as well. Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show. Our next term... I feel like this one's kind of self-explanatory, but maybe not. If you're just tuning in for the first time to listen to our podcast and you hear us talking about a thing that we like to call the pit, it may be a little abstract. So the pit is where Bachelor Clues and I live now. It is not so much an actual place as a space that your spirit might occupy. 
Examples of this would be when Bachelor Foos and I feel the compulsion to join every single Instagram live of all of the players in our beloved game. When Bachelor Clues starts purchasing artwork by night one girls and guys. These, I would say, characterize the pit. It's like our low moment where we feel the most complicit in our beloved game. For me, the pit started as a small indentation. Just something that I saw on the ground. And I said, what is that? Is there something in there? Is there something in that? And I started just clearing away debris with my hands. And the indentation became a little deeper. It became a slightly deeper hole. And then by the next morning, I realized I had gotten a shovel. And I had now dug the hole three feet deep. And I was standing up to my knees in a hole that I was still digging. And now, seven years later, how long have we been watching this fucking show? I think seven years, yeah. I can't see the top of it anymore. I'm down in the bottom and all that's there is darkness. There is no light coming in from the outside world. (laughs) I've lost all sense of reality, my surroundings, who I am. I just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper every fucking day. And once you get into this pit, I don't know how to get out. I feel that someday I will get out of it. I'm hopeful. That's what keeps me alive now. But I don't know if it's true. And if anyone else is joining us in this pit... I apologize if we had anything to do with beckoning you in, and you have my sympathies as you now reside in the bottom of an empty, endless hole with all of us. I think a common characteristic is that you don't notice this descent. When I started writing recaps of the show, they were pretty short, maybe a couple pictures, And then they just slowly got longer and longer without me realizing. And then I looked back at the earlier ones and I was like, oh my God, this has taken over my life. And now, I mean, we're doing this all day, every day. We're literally recording a second podcast to discuss the fake language we've made (laughs) that only you and I use to talk about this fucking show. That's the pit when you're in the bottom of it, the very bottom you start talking gibberish to each other and now we are recording a podcast about the gibberish that we speak so that other people can understand our gibberish (laughs) does the pit go deeper than this the answer is yes of course it goes much fucking deeper we've not even there is no bottom basically the pit is just being trapped we're trapped in the bottom of an endless dark fucking pit trying to find some way out and it's just never going to happen digging deeper is our only option Another indicator that you're in the pit is when Bachelor Clues, his voice reaches that certain level. <laughs> and that there's like, <laughs> there's a frequency at which you know that Bachelor Clues is going on this rant and we're in it. That's my pit voice? Yeah. It's like, you can't stop going. It's like a manifesto-esque vibe. <laughs> That's my scream from the pit. When I'm feeling like somebody's got to be listening to this, can someone help me? Can somebody pull me out of the pit? Yeah, a, call, a cry for help. Anyway, next up on our lexicon, we have the word complicit. This is actually a word in the English language. We are only giving it kind of an alternate meaning. It really, truly means to be involved with any other people in an illegal activity or wrongdoing of some kind. How it applies to our show is that we recognize there is wrongdoing happening in the Bachelor franchise. 
The producers manipulate the players. The show is overtly racist, misogynistic, homophobic. Yes. In 24 seasons of The Bachelor, for example, there's never been a black bachelor. This is a role that is cast by producers and network executives. It's just a choice that maybe a dozen people make every year again and again and again. And that choice is always never have a black bachelor for 24 fucking seasons. So we know that this is what the show is and we still watch it. That's the essence of being complicit in this. Yeah, we, we will get to the dwab later, but there is much statistical evidence to suggest that players of color do not go as far as the white players. They don't get as many Instagram followers uh, after the show as well. And we are basically supporting this. We are complicit in propagating these ideas because we are supporting the show and watching it and making content related to it. Next up in the lexicon, 4TRR. 4TRR stands for For the Right Reasons. Alternatively, you have 4TWR, which is For the Wrong Reasons. This is basically what all of the Bachelor shows claim is the main value that you should have. You should be there for the right reasons. You shouldn't be there to get famous. You shouldn't be there to promote your musical career or your training career or to just be an influencer at this point. And it is inherently absurd because to ignore the benefits of going on this show beyond finding love is to be insane yeah i mean it's essentially the primary rule of the game we're watching it's that a player always has to maintain they are only there to find love and any fame or monetary gain that they accrue from their appearance on a nationally televised tv show is purely coincidental that's what you have to convey at all times that's 4trr This rule can be used in-game as a weapon or a shield. You can accuse someone of being their 4TWR, then they're going to have to defend themselves. Or if someone's attacking you, you can simply say, I'm here 4TRR, and it implies an attack on them. They now have to defend their reason for being in the game. But it's incredibly important in our beloved game. You see it every season, both attacks, defenses. Dark Lord Harrison says it a bunch of times in virtually every episode. Uh, and it always gets questioned around week three or four. The Bachelor or Bachelorette will come in and deliver a sermon, essentially, to the remaining players saying, I came here to find love, and if you're not here for that, get the fuck out. That happens literally every season, around week three or four. Because generally every season, they find out that one of the players has a significant other at home or is otherwise there for TWR. And in fact, 4TRR is such an integral component of our beloved game that in Desiree Hartstock's season of Bachelorette, they had known celebrity and musical genius Soldier Boy come in and lead the entire cast in a rap song called For the Right Reasons. We're going to play that for you now. Enjoy. Yo, what up, what up? It's your boy, Soldier Boy. Tell him. What's up, Soldier Boy? Let's get it, Des. Let's go. You look pensive, baby. Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Right reason, right reason. Can't breathe. 
recommend looking up the clip it's called bachelorette rap video on youtube it is it's a lot next up we have a term that you will hear us say a lot because it is used throughout the entire season pretty much of our beloved game in in each case that term is ptc and it stands for personal tragedy card This is something that every player comes into the game with. Some come in with more than one. Some actually don't come in with them, and that's a mistake. You should always make one up if you don't have one. But basically, this is some tragic event that occurred in your life prior to your play in our beloved game, and you keep this card with you at all times, and you can play it in a group setting. You can play it in a one-on-one date. You can play it in a two-on-one date. It can be used to circumnavigate accusations of 4TWR, potentially. It's essentially a tragedy that you reveal to the bachelor or bachelorette that lets them see you've either overcome something difficult in your life, you've learned from it, or it's changed you into a better person, or it's something that you've moved beyond and you're now ready to find love again. The PTC is generally used to give a player emotional weight in the eyes of the bachelor or the bachelorette. So if you've been the fun player who just is there to live it up, up until that point, you play your PTC. Now you're serious. Oh, here's a different side of this player. It can get you a rose in a group date setting if your PTC is more tragic than someone else's or if you're the first or only player to play it on a group date. Same in a two-on-one. There are many uses for the PTC. It's a very versatile tool and should definitely be wielded at the proper time to get the most value out of it. Yeah, it's one of the most powerful tools that a player comes in with. We cannot reiterate enough that every player has one. It can be someone from your life passing away. It can be a sickness. It can be an accident. It can be, you know, we grew up poor. It could be we grew up in a racist town. We saw that last season. But you really want to think about when you're going to play it because often they can only be played once. Skillful players can sometimes play the PTC more than once, but you should 
have a plan for when you're going to reveal it and in what way. And when used in combination with tears, it's even more powerful. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I quit bras during the pandemic. I said, no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle. Um, And I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But... Today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire, they don't have bulky fabrics, and they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year of our gore 2024. Mm -hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one. It has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch. So it's like doesn't look like it's, you know, a comfortable bra, but it is. And I guess I'm a bra person again. It turns out. Well, congrats, Pace Case. I know it's a big step for you. Right mm-hmm. now, you can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash roses. Use that exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Clues, I got to be honest. I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rose from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rose all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rose is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. 
So if you want wine pairing advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Powerful. And now here is a clip of, in my mind, the greatest PTC ever played. I'll say the most entertaining PTC. Maybe not the greatest <laughs> in terms of gameplay, but fuck. I can. I mean, this video plays in my head again and again. That's another symptom of the pit, when you just have clips of the show playing in your head on a constant loop. No, that's normal. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, this is one for me that plays a lot. This is Kelsey Poe, who was a player on Chris Soule's season of The Bachelor using her PTC, and then describing how she feels about it. I met him when I was 19. And um, we fell in love immediately. We were dating for, for three months, and we knew that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Um, he was amazing. And unfortunately, he died. Isn't my story amazing? It's tragic, but it's amazing. I love my story. It's truly iconic. I will never forget Kelsey Poe and Sanderson Poe. You know, an example of a really successful PTC would be Catherine on Sean Lowe's season. Hers was that when she was a child, she saw a friend get crushed by a tree. And uh, she was the ring winner that season. Belaquet, you remember his PTC? Could not forget. He was a survivor of a school shooting. And then later in hometowns, he took then-bachelorette Becca Kufrin to the high school where the shooting occurred and made out with her in the gym. (laughs) He turned his PTC into a romantic moment. Very skillful player. Probably twirled her as well. Next up, we have Love Levels. This is pretty self-explanatory, but essentially there are four categories of love levels. I like you. I'm starting to fall for you. I'm falling. I'm in love with you. These can be stretched out by the most skillful players and can include on the lower end of the scale, oh, I'm happily surprised that it's you, that you're the bachelor. And it can go to something we most recently saw in PP season when he says, I'm full on head over heels in love with you. But upping your love level is a necessary part of your strategy in order to do well in this game. Players do not go very far if they don't up their love level at all. Our next term is something that many people don't think is important. See it as a frivolous piece of our beloved game. I argue differently. This term is huju, H-U-J-U. It is a shortening of two words, hug, jump, and then a putting of those two shortened versions together, huju. This is something that every player needs to have in their arsenal. This is when you sprint up to the bachelor. Usually it's only women players doing it to men. I don't believe we've seen men ever do it to women. We've seen a couple of random men on men who juice. I don't believe I've ever seen 
a man doing it to a woman player. Fuck. Will that that be a first? Will that be a historical first? I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, it's when a player runs up to the bachelor. It can be a bachelorette running up to a male player on her season. Sprints up to them, does a leap and a cling to their body, and hugs them and kisses them. This is iconic. We see it in every season. Almost every player does it. Kelsey Weir from last season, I think, was the best hoojuer that has ever fucking lived. But the hooju is truly meant to convey sexual excitement. I know people think this is bullshit, but these things fucking matter. If you do a good hooju, you get good screen time for it. And it really, truly conveys to The Bachelor that level of excitement that's going to keep you around. I think Kelsey Weir's hoojus were in some way responsible for her long run in last season. A bold statement. Did we see a woman-on-woman hooju with Demi and Christian? I can't remember. We'll get our archivist on that. Yeah, the hoojus are a staple of the game. The producers make you repeatedly do it sometimes. We found out in a recent interview with Lauren and Ari Leyendijk. They often tell The Bachelor that he has to stay there in front of the camera while the woman runs towards him. It's not a natural move at all. No, it's certainly a produced piece of the game. The producers have created it. It's something every player has to be able to do or say no to. The producers will ask you to do it. And you can say, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Some players have done that or they've done weak ones. Kelly Flanagan had a very weak one with PP on this last season. Kelly's hoojus were terrible. Nonetheless, that's what a hooju is. Our next term in the lexicon is Fimp Rose. F-I-M-P stands for First Impression Rose. It is... The most important rose in the first half of our beloved game, for most of the game, actually. If you are able to get the first impression rose on night one, you have incredible statistics going in your favor. Over half of the FIMP rose recipients make it to the final four. There's some psychological elements that are going on, such as confirmation bias, where The Bachelor wants to keep you in the game because they've already made that decision on you. It's incredibly difficult to get. On night one, you have about a third of the players going home. There's a lot going on that night. But the first impression rose is brought out by Lord Harrison at some point in the evening on the first night and can only go to one player except for Sean Lowe's season where we saw him give a first impression rose to a bunch of women, but that does not count. Next up, we have the Jorge Moreno Bystander of the Week. For new viewers of our beloved game, you may be asking yourself, who in the fuck is Jorge Moreno? Many of you have asked that. (laughs) Jorge Moreno was the first bartender in paradise. He later had his job stolen by Wells Adams. But in the beginning few seasons, he was the bartender, Jorge the bartender. Now, because Bachelor in Paradise shoots in that same location in Mexico every year, well, not this year because of COVID-19, because they shoot there predominantly every year, Jorge Moreno has been able to start his own tourism business that takes people around that spot where they shoot elements of The Bachelor. And so he's graduated on from uh, Bachelor in Paradise bartender, and now he comes back as a guest star, usually in one episode of Bachelor in Paradise, where he will take the players out on one of his tour spots and usually tells them that he had sex in the jungle nearby. There's always, (laughs) almost always some component of him describing his personal sexual abilities or history to the players as it relates to the spot he's showing them. I believe his company is called Jorge's Torres. The Jorge Moreno Bystander of the Week Award 
is an award that Pace Case and I give out each week to someone in our beloved game who is not a player but still affects the game. This can be any bystander. It can be a person in a restaurant where they go on a date. It can be a person who puts a $5 bill in a guitar case. (laughs) It could be literally anyone who is not a player and not a family member of the player. It can be a child. It is an important distinction to make, though, that it cannot be a family member of one of the players. That's what Jorge Moreno Bystander of the Week is. We love Jorge. Next up, we have the C-O-T-A, the CODA. This stands for the Ceremony of the Ancients. This is something that happens in almost every Bachelor and Bachelorette season. A player is on a date, a one-on-one date, and they meet up with an elderly couple and they ask the couple about love. They tell them about their love story. They've often been married for decades and they often give the two players advice on uh, making a relationship last. Our next term is something you will hear us talk about at the end of every podcast. It is the DWAB. D-W-A-B-B stands for Days Without a Black Bachelor. And we alluded to this earlier, but of course, that is literally every day since March 25th, 2002, the first (laughs) airing of The Bachelor. Uh, Every day since then is essentially added to the DWAB count. You can always calculate the DWAB on your own when the podcast doesn't come out by just Googling how many days has it been since March 25th, 2002, and then you will know the accurate DWAB. The next term in our lexicon is first sand. First sand can be split into two, first male sand, first female sand, and it refers to the first player on Bachelor in Paradise of each gender. In Listen to Your Heart, we are calling that first threshold because there is no sand. It's very important on Bachelor in Paradise, your order of appearance, first sand, second sand, third sand, because it indicates how much the producers are trying to make a love story out of you. We often have players that make it through the whole season are the first male and female sand. Jade Roper was the first female sand on her season, and now she is infamous in the Bachelor in Paradise world. Our next term is another first. This term is first First responder. This has nothing to do with Bachelor in Paradise. Or first responders. (laughs) Not the medical or emergency workers that we have come to know and love since 9-11. But we borrow that term and bring it into our beloved game. This is a position that a player can occupy in either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but no peripheral games. When The Bachelor comes in, after all 30 players have come out of the limo, roughly 30, can be anywhere from 25 to 33, and everybody's in the mansion now. The Dark Lord Harrison emerges from the shrubbery and tells the Bachelor or Bachelorette, well, you did it. You met all the players. Ready to go in and talk to them? Yes, I am. They go inside. When the Bachelor or Bachelorette comes into that fucking mansion, every time, all the players are situated around a pit group, a piece of circular furniture that can seat maybe half of them. The rest are standing. The Bachelor or Bachelorette enters through an arched doorway. Immediately to the right of the Bachelor or Bachelorette, there will always be a player waiting with a drink in hand, especially on The Bachelor, because they always want to have that shot of the female player giving the male Bachelor a drink. It also happens on Bachelorette. But this position 
whoever is given that drink. Sometimes the producers will seek that person out and give it to them. For example, on PP season, it was Hannah Sluss who played an expert first night, a flawless first night, really. In some cases, though, players can actually do it themselves. They can get that drink ready. They can go talk to a producer and say, what kind of drink does PP like or whoever the bachelor or bachelorette may be? And they can usurp the first responder role. The first responder role is invaluable because you can also steal the bachelor immediately for your first one-on-one conversation in that moment. It also immediately forces a small connection to be made between you and the bachelor or bachelorette. You're giving them the first moment of relaxation after a cavalcade of 30 plus players that they were forced to talk to. The next term we have is a floater. A floater refers to a mediocre player in our beloved game who is able to make it to the travel abroad round by flying under the radar and floating through. Every season, how it works is the bachelor or bachelorette during night one is asked by the producers, who are your top three? They tell them who the top three are, and then the producers begin using that information to construct the order in which people are going to be sent home for the rest of the season. And that can obviously fluctuate. The bachelor or bachelorette can change their mind as the season progresses, but primarily they are giving the producers the top three. Everyone else then becomes part of whatever story the producers are trying to tell, who they can get the most mileage out of with villains, rivalries, etc., etc. A floater is somebody who avoids all of that shit, never becomes a villain, <laughs> never gets in a rivalry, and just is there, is there. Every episode keeps coming back and they can get some nice trips to Europe out of this, but they're never going to make it to hometowns. They generally don't get a lot of screen time either. And you're like, oh, that person is still there. Our next term is the brown ceiling. This essentially defines the point in each season at which statistically players of color are most likely to be eliminated. And it usually is right before hometowns. Very rarely will you see more than one player of color make it through to hometowns, if any. And as we mentioned earlier, All players of color have reduced Instagram numbers. They have reduced likelihood of being both bachelor and bachelorette. They're unlikely to win the ring or the crown. The ring and the crown are two terms we didn't put on here, but they should be on here. Self-explanatory. The (laughs) crown is bachelor or bachelorette. The ring is being proposed to at the end by the bachelor or the bachelorette. These are the two prizes our beloved game offers, ring and crown. Ring winners can also just be the relationship that comes out of the show such as Cassie and Colton where there was no proposal Cassie is the ring winner our next term is NOG this refers to a night one guy or a night one girl I believe they first formally called it this in Bachelor in Paradise a player came in and no one knew who they were and they said oh I think they're a night one girl It basically means you've gone home on the first night in your regular season play. I think it was Jordan Kimball who said it, the mayor of paradise. He would. If you are a night one guy or girl, you're definitely not getting first sand. You're getting like at least eighth sand of your gender. It's not a good position to be in going into paradise. And you're usually going to be sent in with a specific mission to shake shit up, to break up some relationship that's already formed you're sent in as an assassin that's it those are the terms that we got for you tonight and hopefully that will help you in some way understand how we analyze and speak about our beloved game a little better and this lexicon by the way is ever growing there will be new terms added almost constantly as we dig 
the hole deeper and deeper. Each of these little words is like a granule. It's like a diamond in the walls of the pit as we dig deeper, 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 and we're always finding new ones. In our book that we're writing, How to Win the Bachelor, we've already come up with a bunch of terms for the different types of limo exits. The limo exits alone, I feel like, are a two-hour-long podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So we hope that helps all of our complicit listeners decipher what may appear to be gibberish, but is actually a deep and thorough analysis of our beloved game. Thank you for listening. As always, please rate, please review, and please indoctrinate others into the pit. Don't be down here alone. Bring your friends. Join us. (laughs) And of course, before we go, we would be remiss to not ask what's the dwab at. It has been 6,603 days without a black bachelor. Praise be Lord Harrison. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.